Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our great news segment. Today joining me here today is Bill Oxford. You know, we're talking about the American Legion, and we're talking about the nation's largest veteran organization, you know, supporting national community recovery efforts throughout the coronavirus epidemic. I don't think these are times that any of us could have ever imagined. So joining me here today, uh, Vietnam War vet uh, James W. Bill Oxford uh, is here to talk and give us an update on what the American Legion is doing in response to COVID-19 pandemic. Bill, thank you for joining me here today. Oh, Dr. Pat, thank you for the invitation opportunity. It's, a, it's an honor to uh, represent the 3 million member American Legion family. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, it's hard for me. Every time I do an interview like this, um, my questions change. And they change because we're, we're in some times I don't think any of us could have ever predicted. But if there was ever an organization that understood what crisis meant and how to respond to it, it certainly is you all. I mean, this is not your first rodeo. It is not. We've been a part of America for over 100 years. We just celebrated our 100th birthday. Wow. Well, you know, look, today we're here to share more than just the story, but to give people an update on where we are, um, what role you all are playing, and to really talk about what some of the issues are that the American Legion is focused on. And let's start out with right at the top of the gate, and that is this, you know, COVID-19 is more than a virus. It has changed the very fabric of how we live in America. It has changed that fabric. Albeit for a short period of time, I think it's gonna change the fabric for, for a long time to come. But for your perspective, what is American Legion doing? What is it participating in? And how are you helping others? Well, Dr. Pat, it's uh, the American Legion is, is we're a law and order organization, so we are we in, we are encouraging post to close and uh, limit that physical contact. Many veterans, uh, that's that's what their life was about, their local legion post. But for those uh, for those veterans who uh, are facing uh, life a daily uh, survival without going to the legion post, uh, we have uh, we do have many other opportunities. Uh, those posts. Uh, there are many of them holding things like blood drives. They're collecting and distributing supplies and meals, most times using a, a drive-through scenario. But we're uh, we're still trying to maintain social distancing and follow those safety protocols. Uh, I hope uh, I hope we'll have a chance to talk about our buddy check program. Uh, buddy checks. If uh, if you go back to the World Wars, there was a term called battle buddies. Mm-hmm. That's worrying about the. the uh, the person in the foxhole with you. So our buddy check program is a way that veterans reach out to other veterans, and uh, it's a way to check in and check up. Are you okay? Is there anything oh, you need? Yeah. Anything yeah. I can? Anything I can do to help? Yeah. So, uh, and and uh, I'd really be interested in talking some more about that if you. If yeah, you let's have the talk time about do. it because you know both my, you know my uncles, my aunts, they all served, and you know my aunt in in particular. But one of the things that they <clears throat> they talked about was how they stay in check with each other, and so let's talk about why that's never been more important than it is today. Well, uh, we mentioned that we are. Uh, 
trying to limit physical contact. Yeah. But uh, the the uh, digital age is with us when mm-hmm. we think about Zoom or yeah. Skype or FaceTime or or other teleconferencing means or the telephone. Uh, we uh, we use that to uh, to check on veterans, and it would really surprise you about the things we've been able to to find out, and some of the things we've been able to to, to do. Uh, we've had we've had legionnaires uh, make a call and then make a trip to the grocery store to pick up food for a veteran. Uh, we've had veterans make a trip to the drugstore to pick up a prescription. Uh, we've had a veteran go to a a gentleman's house and move his trash cans from the street back to the house. Uh, so those kinds of things are what we're finding and the help that we're being able to provide. But it is, it's a way to reach out and make sure that veteran realizes, hey, you're not alone. We're still here. We're still here to help and we'll do anything we can uh, to make your life easier. You know, let me ask you, um, what? how are people responding from what you can see? You know, how are our vets responding to, you know, the fact that you care enough about them? To read, not only just reach out, but even doing these interviews is is to really say, look, we don't want you people that have served so honorably to feel invisible or lonely and lost. Well, and and Dr. Pat, when we think about veterans, uh, there are special issues that veterans sometimes face. And you can look at things like PTSD or sometimes isolationism, uh, a depression. Uh, Sometimes it's a job issue. we're always, always worried and concerned about the veterans' health care, and the, the VA is doing a great job, but uh, we need to make sure that that's, that's not forgotten. Uh, I mean, things like environmental issues that uh, veterans have faced over the years. Going back to Vietnam, it was Agent Orange. Uh, in today's uh, world, it's uh, burn pits and, mm. and those uh, environmental issues. Yeah. Uh, but uh, many, many things are, that we're finding out about and trying to uh, help the veteran get through. Yeah. You know, I know you're doing a number of these interviews, but let me ask you this. First of all, how do people find out more about this? Because the way that the word gets out is by people spreading the word. So what is the best way for people to find out more about what y'all are doing? Well, our uh, our website on the World Wide Web is is legion.org, and it, it describes and talk about all of our programs, all of our policies, all of the procedures, all of the things that we are out there doing, the help available, and describing it uh, describes some of the missions and, and new undertakings that we're, uh, we're taking on. But uh, the World Wide Web at legion.org, each department, uh, each state also has a website that they can go to and, and find out about their, their uh, state uh, programs, policies, and issues. Uh, but the best way is call your local Legion post. Uh, ask if if somebody's there to answer the phone, they'll be able to uh, help you or answer your question. If they're not there, uh, they'll be able to uh, take a voicemail, or you can leave a voicemail, and somebody will get back to you. But we don't want, we don't want any veteran out there to feel alone or left out. We're out there willing, able, and want to help. So just give us the opportunity. Wow. Let me just ask you one last question. Uh, again, let's give the website out, and I want to know your personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? Well, the, the Legion website is uh, legion.org. That's on the World Wide Web. But uh, personally, I, I would encourage every veteran out there, if you belong to a veteran service organization, stay in contact. If you don't belong to a veteran service organization, think about joining. We'd love to have you as a, as a Legion member, but there are many veteran service organizations out service organizations out there they all want to help willing to help so uh reach out but yeah. i would encourage every veteran to uh to become a member of a veteran service organization somewhere yeah because beyond what we're talking about today there's also through drive through food services you know providing supplies there's so much that you're doing to make sure that people get what they need to continue to live and enjoy in peace so thank you for all of that Well, Dr. Pat, it's a privilege to be here, and thank you for the invitation. You bet. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Take us with you on that morning commute. Download your favorite podcast from the Transformation Radio Network. Just visit transformationradio.fm. 
your favorite Transformation Talk radio shows are now on Spotify. Simply search out your favorite host or show by name, tap the subscribe button, and boom. With over 150 million active monthly users on Spotify, Transformation Talk Radio is thrilled to expand our reach so you never have to miss an episode. Well, what the heck are you waiting for? Log into Spotify and subscribe now. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. Have you ever wondered how you might feel differently if the books were full of her instead of him? What if your history lesson was filled with powerful women leaders and rulers? As a woman, would you feel more empowered? As a man, would you see women differently? I'm Megan Edge. I'd love for you to join me on my radio show, Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease, with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I hope to see you there. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to the show. This is one of our fabulous, what should I say, good news segments, but sometimes it's not great news because I'm always shocked. Uh, But I got to tell you, I am very, very, very happy that there is an organization like the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, better known as PETA, who is out there looking at what's going on, making sure we're aware of it. Because sometimes we get so caught up in our own lives that we step away from the full scope of what the humanity experience is about. And that includes every living creature. Today, Dr. Catherine Rowe is giving us an update. Uh, And again, uh, talking about something that I thought we were so over. Absolutely never thought we would be talking about tests on monkeys again. And we are. But one of the things that we need to understand is who, what, where, why. And are we even aware of this? Dr. Rowe, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I mean, I'm not kidding. I thought the days of me actually ever doing a show on this topic with this uh, headlines, I thought those days were gone. Maybe I'm, well, people say that I really am a bit naive, right? They say that, you know, I'm such an optimist that I don't see sometimes that people don't get it. But is this true? Is that what you're finding that we are now testing monkeys? Yes, unfortunately, uh, though a lot of people like you feel that the the days of animal experimentation are over and they should be, they are not. Um, and PETA has recently obtained never before seen video footage Ugh. from a National Institutes of Health laboratory where they are inflicting permanent damage on monkeys and then deliberately terrifying them with realistic looking snakes and spiders. And these experiments have been going on, yeah, these experiments have been going on for more than 30 years. They have cost the taxpayers millions upon millions of dollars and they have not led to any treatments or cures for humans. So these experiments are not only cruel, Um, but they're expensive and they are unnecessary. So this is in the field, you know, having stuttered, stuttered, yeah, no kidding. That's true too. I I did stutter through my psychology degree, but that's another show. But having been familiar with some of this in the field of neuropsychiatric uh, or neuropsychiatry, one of the things that we talk about a lot is neuro, neuro, neuro. But when I think about the types of studies that we're talking about here. And by the way, did you say you have the footage of this? We do. We absolutely do have the footage and listeners can see this footage for themselves if they go to PETA.org. So P-E-T-A dot O-R-G. I do want to warn listeners that it is disturbing, but I do think it's important for people to see what's actually going on. You know, some days I wake up and, uh, I think, yes, I do live in this bubble of positivity. Well, you know, of course, I own a 10-channel positive network, 
and I, I really can be accused of living in the bubble. But I have been an animal rights advocate since as long as I can remember, like even like back to the Vietnam War. But this, this is, this is out of a science fiction movie for me. Well, and I think you're right. And since you have experience in the field, you know, as many scientists know, that the type of experiments that are being performed on animals do not translate into human cures or treatments. There are um, important species differences in neuroanatomy and neurophysiology. We also know that the lives of laboratory animals are so terrible that they're both psychologically and physiologically damaged. So you're not really studying a healthy organism anyway. Um, and so what's happening, in, and again, there are videos where your listeners can see these procedures, but mm -hmm. um, just so they know, what's, ha what's happening in this laboratory is they're inflicting permanent brain damage on the monkeys. And how they do this is they hold the monkey's head still with a vice-like device, and then they carve open their skulls, Jeez. and either will suction out, suction out a portion of their brains or inject the toxin into their brains, which will kill off their nerve cells. Then, after they've inflicted this damage, they will take the monkeys, put them into tiny little cages, put them inside a darkened box, and then have a guillotine-like door open, startling the monkeys, and then the monkeys are confronted with realistic-looking snakes and spiders. And you can see in the videos how absolutely terrified these monkeys are for these experiments. And again, these experiments are not getting us the sort of information we need to understand the human brain, and they're certainly not getting us any information that's leading us to new cures or treatments for humans with illness. So they're cruel mm. and they're unnecessary, um, you know, it's, and they're expensive. Uh, Dr. Rowe, I got to ask you a question. How did you come upon this? Because you know, my experience of testing like this or experimentation like this is they really keep this thing so underground, it's really hard to really find it. This has got to be something that's been popping up in the open. How did you how did you all discover this? Well, you're absolutely right that most animal experimenters try to take any videos or images of what goes on in their laboratories um, away from the public. However, for this series of experiments, they were videotaping the monkey's behavior. And because these experiments were being conducted at the National Institutes of Health, which is a federal institution, we were able to submit a freedom of information request and ask that they give us the videos because again these these experiments were funded with with federal money and so that's how we were able to see what was actually happening inside this laboratory you know can i ask you a question because this is what i'm hearing a lot and this is really first of all it's a shame secondly i don't think it's true but we are hearing acts like this being brought to the forefront again in the name of covid-19 and you know I am having a very difficult time knowing what it takes to build a research laboratory, put it up, do any kind of research, whether it is humane or not. That is not something that pops up in eight weeks and you do it. Um, th this is an excuse for justifying some of the cruelest behavior that we've ever seen. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think that um, a lot of people are under the misconception that animal experiments lead to human treatments or cures. Yep. And so even if they don't find them to be uh, something they're, they're comfortable with, the promise that, oh, well, we'll be able to save millions of people or help millions of people. But the reality is that's not true. We know of cruel animal experiments that 95% of medications or treatments that were developed using animals fail in humans. And so the, the costs of these experiments to the taxpayers, but more importantly to the animals, is not justified. And in the case of, of the experiments we're talking about today, these National Institutes of Health experiments on monkeys, there are suitable alternatives, not just suitable, superior alternatives to studying the human brain and human human brain behavior relationship. We don't need to be inflicting brain damage on monkeys and studying them. We can study humans non-invasively using neuroimaging tools to understand which parts of the human brain are critical for which types of behavior. Let me ask you this question because I, I everybody is a little bit 
left or right or in the middle in terms of their understanding. There are three things that people are now talking about. One of them is the World Health Organization. For the first time, people are hearing about this thing without even knowing much about it. The thing that shocks me about this, and I just want to make sure I have it right, you know, are is this something NIH is doing? The, these monkey experiments? Yeah. Yes. Ab- wow. Absolutely. These wow. are happening at these are, these are happening at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. Wow. And just so pe- just so people understand that these experiments have been going on for more than 30 years, as I mentioned, they have not led to any new treatments or cures for humans. And in the past 13 years alone, They've cost the taxpayer $36 million, which you can imagine could be used for any number of things that could actually help humans. These experiments are not helping humans, yet we're spending a lot of human money hurting a lot of animals, and it's just unnecessary. And um, listeners can go to PETA.org, and they can contact the director of the NIH and ask them to stop wasting our taxpayer dollars on these cruel and useless experiments. I think first out of the gate is, I don't think as taxpayers we really understand that this is where taxpayer dollars are going. I don't think we fully understand, hopefully after today we will, that these taxpayer dollars are not really turning into much of anything. Um, And that this particular, what we're talking about, this particular, in this, these particular types of studies go beyond uh, inhuman. They, I mean, they, they really do. They are, they are the kinds of studies that you really have to really scratch your head to understand the impact from, the outcome from, and what this organization is benefiting from. No, you're absolutely correct. And I, and I think, like you said, people don't realize that it's their money that funds these experiments, and they don't realize how futile most of these animal experiments are, that they don't lead to anything beneficial for humans. And yet we're spending millions upon millions of dollars year after year causing permanent, you know, almost, I mean, actually unspeakable harm to these monkeys in the process. Now, let me just one more time. I know you got to run. How do people find uh, reference to what we're talking about? But you also said there is a video on this that you all have pretty much sounds like got exclusive footage for where do they find that? Can they go to PETA.org? Yes, if they go to PETA.org, they can see the videos of these experiments themselves. And again, I do warn listeners that they are disturbing, but I do think it's important for them to see. You can also, um, with just a couple of clicks, send a message to the National Institutes of Health asking them to please stop wasting money and conducting these cruel and useless experiments on monkeys. Um, I want to just ask you this last thing. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Uh, Well, first, I want everybody to stay safe and well. That's important. And also to please, please um, understand that animal experimentation is extremely cruel. It causes permanent, uh, almost unimaginable harms to animals, and it is not leading to human cures. you know, and there are alter- there are much better alternative methods for us mm-hmm. to conduct science and understand the human brain, the human body, and those human relevant experiments are what are going to get us the, the cures and treatments that we need. Wow, thank you, Dr. Rowe. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. All right, everybody, like I said before, go to PETA.org. We'll be right back. Imagine a world where good news. Oh, yeah! Positive information and stories were the mainstream. Tell us your positive story. Hashtag positivity rules. You are listening to the Transformation Radio Network. Living a richly abundant life sound too good to be true? Listen in to Richly Abundant Women with Julie Steelman on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Embrace a vibrant future of breaking free financially and creating a richly abundant life filled with prosperity and growth. To learn more about Julie Steelman and richly abundant women, visit www.juliesteelman.com. Hey, how's it going? If it's stressful or just plain exhausting, 
New Light Living is here to ask, is this the way you want to live? Join me, your intuitive spiritual life coach and host, Orika Sullivan, every week on New Light Living. Discover the power of creative tools to start living every day as your ideal dream day. See your life in the new light. To learn more, visit newlightliving.com. Get your goddess groove on with me, Laura Hosfor. Tune in every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where I offer you authentic channel messages of love, inspiration, and heart-healing grace. Get your goddess groove on. When the goddess speaks, everyone listens. For more information, visit laurahosford.com. That's laurahosford.com. Your inspiration all day on transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Look, many of you have heard us talk about the nightmare out there right now. As a matter of fact, you heard me do a show where I told you that I called my bank, dialed the phone number to get help with my forms 692 times. Now, that's me. But what are others doing? Jim, Jim Koch, founder and brewer, the Boston Beer Company, Samuel Adams, joining me here today. Why? Because Folks know what's really going on, but what are they doing? You know, they are providing a way to really look at what's really going on out there and bring some relief where the relief is needed. Jim, thank you for joining me here today. My pleasure, Pat. I don't even know where to begin. I just know. Thank you. I just want to come out and say thank you. Um, I don't know if there are words that can express what you all are doing and why you're doing it, but there is a story that is just not being told. And I'm not kidding, 692 times, and I still cannot find out what forms that I filed, I was one of the first to file for PPP, what form they're missing. So tell me why you're doing what you're doing and what is going on out there for folks. Well, I think your story really underscores uh, <laughs> the reality of how hard um, this lockdown has hit you know, certain parts of our community, specifically, you know, in, in my world as a, as a brewer, um, it's the bar and restaurant community. You know, the, that community went from uh, six weeks ago having, you know, thriving, busy businesses to just one day told, you're shutting down tomorrow. You cannot continue to operate your business, which means, you know, you have to lay off all your workers uh, and they'll come in for their shift uh, thinking that they have a job and 10 minutes later, they'll walk out having lost that job, lost their livelihood. And, you know, a lot of people in that community live from paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I know personally, cause my daughter uh, is a server in a restaurant or she was, and she had that experience, showed up for a shift. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, we're closing. We don't know when we're gonna reopen. We can't afford to pay you. And she's thinking, oh my gosh, you know, she's 23 years old. She doesn't have a lot of savings. She's got, you know, a rent payment due in a week. And, she's, uh, and she relies on the extra money that she makes uh, working as a server to make that payment. So, you know, in the real world, uh, you close a million restaurants, there's 15 million fuller part-time people in the restaurant and bar and hospitality business and all of a sudden they are out of a job, but they still have bills to pay. So we started the restaurant strong fund, you know, here in New England. Uh, and uh, we were, I, I was very happy uh, at, you know, the outpouring of help we got. We, uh, at Sam Adams, we kicked in $200,000 to uh, 
within two days of, of starting it because yeah. uh, the real focus was people with immediate and urgent needs. You know, let me tell you what my sense is of this. Uh, first of all, let me thank you. Uh, let me thank you for getting out there. Uh, folks have heard me talk about what actually is happening in the beer and alcohol industry. Um, sales are phenomenally through the roof, but not for a very good reason. And to have you come out and really understand that there are multiple layers of this and people out there that are not getting help. You know, this is about our, 60, uh, about our 60th podcast so far about what's happening to what we call the business of one people. Those people that are out there doing exactly what you're doing effortly, and they work hard. And so what you're doing should be a landmark. It should be something that other businesses follow in suit. You know, what we're doing is we get it. We're creating our own crowdfunding initiative for all of our podcast folks and people that literally can't continue their independent shows and messages. We're calling it Saving Voices, Independent Choices. Because if you and I don't do something, Jim, who's going to do it? Well, that's right. And, you know, I think a lot of us, um, at least certainly I feel this way, but I think a lot of people do or should. I mean, we are fortunate. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to, you know, I have to be grateful. I, I started St. Adams from nothing and it's yeah. done really well. And so um, there are a lot of us, like I consider myself, more fortunate than deserving. And uh, this is a time that, to remind ourselves that there are people who are more deserving mm -hmm. than fortunate. And you know, this is a time to reach out and help them. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because I always wondered who the genius was behind Samuel Adams. <laughs> well, I, I hate to myself. tell you, it wasn't a genius. Uh, uh, no, I'm not I feel genius. like the Wizard of Oz. Uh, it, well, I'm telling you, you've been touched by an angel or something. Because I often wondered, who is this? I mean, who could create something so yummy? Um, and here you are. But, but now I know why. Now I know why that what you have created through Samuel Adams, now I know why, why it is so robust. You know, why there is such a sense of abundance from it. And it's because of you and the people that are on your team, you know, to not just make the American dream come true, but look at how you're paying it back and paying it forward. Well, I think a lot of people um, are like that. And one of the things that we've discovered with uh, the Restaurant Strong Fund is there's a lot of people who are generous and they're kind of uh, not really sure uh, how to channel that generosity. So we've had a lot of people who, you know, contributed five dollars. sure everybody knows where to go for those of you out there go to restaurantstrong.org that's the website uh, restaurantstrong.org when you get there here's what you're going to find first of all you're going to find it's very easy Jim and the team have made this super easy a lot of information about the fun but here we go we're stronger with your help it they post so far what the funds are to date uh, amazing, amazing, uh, 2,782,841 right now. You can donate. It's the right there. You can't miss it. Donate, hit that button, or you can apply. So for all of you businesses of one out there, people, people that have been behind the scenes, bring it, see, uh, behind the scenes bringing smiles to everybody's face, go do this. Go get this done. And you will see that all over, there's a map of all the places, 
all the states, what's going on, and what Jim has done. Jim, thank you for today. One last question. I'd love to know your personal message. Uh, what, what would you like to leave us with? And again, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Oh, gosh, I would just uh, remind everybody of something that's so visible to us now uh, in this pandemic, that there are lots and lots of people um, that we take for granted, but we rely on them um, to enrich our lives and to make our daily experiences more rewarding. And then they're out there. They're the people that stock the shelves uh, at the grocery store for us, and they are uh, the the servers that uh, brought us our meal with a smile uh, and asked us how we were doing. They're the bartenders that poured you a beer when you needed a beer. So I think the one silver lining from this pandemic is it just reminds us uh, not to take for granted so many small pleasures that uh, people in our community give us. Yeah. And, you know, one last thing I will say, I don't know what's happening in the community where you you live, but these folks, these servers, these people that have worked in restaurants and bars, they are volunteering their time where they can to package up food for other people, to help people that are less fortunate. And, um, you know, service is their life. Yes. And they're just generous, good hearted people who deserve our help. Thank you, Jim. Thank you so much for everything. Appreciate you. My pleasure, doctor. All, All right. right. Cheers. Let's take a short break, but I got to tell you, you got to get over there and take a look. And if you know people, and I know you do, we are a small business community. I know you know people. Get over there, the restaurantstrong.org. Tell your folks they can apply for a grant. Go ahead and do it. We'll be right back. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Hello, friends. I am Terry J. Walker with the I Am Power Hour, and here is your soul-stretching success tip of the day. Taking 100% responsibility for your life. You know, a belief is a thought you just keep thinking. So the questions become, what is your mindset? As you assess your strengths and weaknesses, you need to believe and empower yourself. When you change your mindset to, I am, I can, and I will, Your courage, your purpose, and your power, and your greatness begin to evolve. Make the commitment today. Obtain the discipline and be willing to do whatever it takes to learn, to grow, and develop yourself in order to win at life. You are worthy, you are talented, and you have the ability to create your life of abundance. For you are your greatest assets. I'll see you next time. Inspire, create, empower, only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome. You know we've been trying to get you the most accurate, up-to-date information we can about how to really take care of yourself, innovative ways to find out about how you can continue to earn. And for those of you out there, how do you fill out some of the forms today Safwan Shah is joining me here today, co-founder and CEO of PayActive. And let me tell you a little bit about what that is. You know, if you're thinking about what it is in your day-to-day life, we are here to talk about how to be inspired by the transformative impact that PayActive can bring to the lives of millions, millions of people living paycheck to paycheck. When you hear this today, it is going to be clear to you that this is a conversation to tap into what is so near and dear to you, but is possibility and solutions based. Uh, Safwan, thank you for joining me here today. Grateful to be here. Thank you. We are all looking for solutions. We are looking for possibility. 
we're looking for ways for people to navigate through the labyrinth. Um, e even things that are so complicated and yet we still cannot figure out how to do that. I'm talking about just simply filling out an application with the right documents to get some relief through our government agencies. But today, you're making it very, very clear and really direct on what kind of help you all are providing, what is on the way. Tell us about this. Tell us about PayActive. So we are a financial wellness um, only offered through employers. So employer has to sign up with PayActive. And once the employer signs up, then their workers, the hourly shift workers get instant access to their earned but unpaid wages and tips uh, between paychecks. So because payroll is weekly or bi-weekly and people who are living paycheck to paycheck may need money on the third day, yeah. fifth day of the pay cycle. So where do they go? So the choice is either get hit by an overdraft fee from the bank, a late fee, or take out a payday loan. However, it turns out that for most people, if they are working, they're earning something every day, except that money is not accessible to them because payroll week is weekly or biweekly. So PayActive works with employers and the employees can download an app from the Google or Apple store, a mobile app, and they can actually see their earnings in real time. And they can see how much they've earned and they can actually access that instantaneously, move it to a visa card, transfer it to a bank, even pick it up as cash from a relationship that we have with Walmart. They can pay their bills, they can call Uber. So it's really a complete financial ecosystem point and click away if your employer offers pay active. You know, I gotta tell you this, as an employer, this is so absolutely important and out of the box. And what I mean by that is, you know, we are, and not just the crisis we're going through now, but on a regular basis, you know, people are trying to figure out, I know that I've made a week's worth of wages. There's no way I'm getting paid. I get paid once a month or I get paid every other week. And right now people are really not needing to wait for their payroll or their their paychecks. And this addresses that, doesn't it? Yes, it provides immediate access to money you've already earned, but it does it, it goes further. It gives you money that you've already earned and therefore you do not get into debt. Right. Think about this, right? Even before COVID-19, 100 million people lived paycheck to paycheck, except they were working every day and they were somehow able to get on with it. But during COVID-19, many people need liquidity even faster because sometimes grocery stores are not open the regular hours. You've got to get the money and go and buy the groceries in time. So where do you get that money? Well, you've earned it because you've worked, let's say, your essential services. You, you have the money, but it's inaccessible. So that's what we make possible. I, I think it's genius because, I mean, we know whether it's COVID-19 or not, we do know that people are living paycheck for paycheck, but they, I got to tell you, they are not aware of a service like this because you're right. I think you said it uh, before, the ripple effect of having payments not be made, bank accounts go to overdraft, not because you don't have the money, but because you don't have it yet. The ripple effect and the devastation on credit and all of the aspects of that, it's mind blowing. You said it so well. The ripple effect is something people don't think about because let's say you're stressing and fretting and you really need $90, let's say. At some prices you have to deal with it, buy groceries, you've got to get to something. Yeah. And you've earned $600 by that time. That, those $90 that you've already earned is what you need at that moment in time. And this would change your entire day because you won't take a bad decision. You won't go cash a check or take a payday loan or get an online loan because you access your own money. So if you need it and you've earned it, you should be able to access yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that, uh, that I, I, I will tell you this that people are doing now, which is such a thing not to do if you can avoid it. And I have to tell you, some folks can't, 
but that is to take cash advance on credit cards. And that right there is enough to really put you into more of a bind. Tell us how this works, though. I'm so curious for people to know exactly how this works and how they can get access to this now. So first of all, the business, the employer has to sign up with PayActive, which is straightforward. Perfect. Then every business has, has payroll, has some kind of clock-in, clock-out time and attendance system. So we are connected to every payroll system, every time and attendance system. So we know how many hours any person has worked, whether you're a restaurant worker, a hospital worker, a delivery worker. We know how much you work. So just like a Fitbit gives you all the stuff, our app will tell you, you have $400 already earned. Payroll is seven days away, let's say. You want to go ahead and take 100 of that 400, that app will tell you exactly how. You can move it to a bank account. You can take it on your visa card if you have, we also offer our own visa card and it's a choice. If you have that instantly, in split seconds, the money will be in your app and you can do whatever you like with it at that point. So work through the employer and employees get a mobile app. Um, let's make sure we give out your website because not only do you explain this really beautifully, but you also have some great case studies on here as well for people to look at. What's the best way for people to dig deep into this? And also, I think there's a way to also download the app, right? That is correct, but your employer has to first offer it. So if you download it, you can do that, but go to your employer, for the listeners, for the people listening to this, please go to your employer, have them sign up with PayActive. It's www.payactive.com, and you can be set up in less than a day. Okay, I want to just tell everybody, when you spell active, it's A-C-T-I-V. It's, so it's payactive.com. I just want you to know that. And the reason that this is so important for you and I today is that folks can go and they can say, hey, I heard about PayActive. Can you please, can you check into it as my employer, right? Exactly. Um, I want to ask you, um, you've created a number of partnerships along the way. Um, all of us have had to create partnerships in order for us to thrive and continue to thrive. Who are some of your big, biggest partners, business partners, and customers? Yes. So uh, I'll start with the partners. In order to do something uh, which makes payroll or pay on demand, we have to work with payroll companies because it's a symbiotic product. They do payroll, we do pay on demand. So it's symbiotic. So we work with ADP, the largest in the world. We work with Paychecks, which has 650,000 small businesses and do one in 12 payroll in the US. So ADP Paychecks, both are our partners. Dozens of payroll companies and dozens of time and attendance companies are our partners because we add value to their service. In addition to that, we have an ecosystem of services. What do people need the money for? They need it to pay bills. So we have 84,000 billers added to our system. In addition, what do they need to do? They need to sometimes get to work or get home from work. So we've integrated Uber into it. You can just, through our app, you can, Get Uber and pay for Uber. You can pay for your Amazon cash, so on and so forth. So the entire ecosystem had to be created. A new thing doesn't happen overnight, right? So you have to create the ecosystem and then the network starts uh, operating. And as far as customers or clients are concerned, we have over 1,000 businesses. And they include, of course, the world's largest company, which is Walmart. It includes... 400 hospitals and senior living centers, uh, dozens and dozens of um, retail and grocery store chains, and many business processing companies, staffing companies, and so on, even a thousand plus companies. Millions of users have ability to reach our service because of these relationships. Well, you know, I wanna first of all, thank you for coming on today and and not only just talking about this, but also, you know, bringing this as a call to action because I was reading it on somewhere on your website. You, you know, we do have American workers in crisis right now and we need innovative solutions. And this is really no real stress for an employer or an employee because this is really just having access to what you have earned. And I think that's the difference. 
of what we're saying between what you're doing and most institutions right now that are offering loans at high rates. I mean, this is really uh, as true as it gets for people to have money on demand in the moment they've earned it. Exactly. It is really uh, efficiency. It's uh, optimization because the money is not a loan, right, Dr. Pat? It's not a loan. It's their own money. So there was an inefficiency in the system and there was a blind spot around it, right? For thousands of years, it hasn't been done. And here we come along six, seven years ago and bring this to the market. Yeah. I got to tell you something that probably most people that are interviewing you may not talk about. Here's the thing that I studied for years. I studied promises in corporations, promises between employee and employee and employee and management. And one of the things that came up a lot of times almost across the board is looking at trust, loyalty, and respect. And when an employer takes an action like this, Yes, there are the tangible things you and I are talking about, but there's also something else here. You know, the fact that your employer would think this much for you to be able to support you in this way, it is the direct pathway to loyalty, commitment, understanding, and respect. And that, to me, is one of the most critical aspects of what you've created. Thank you very much. It is so true that uh, for employers that we work with, first of all, we go through employers. So it's not like another shiny object that you can get. Many people have to review it. And the second thing is employers actually care, but they lack tools. What do they do for their employees? The HR cares, but doesn't have tools. So now we have given them a tool which actually lifts morale immediately because you know, people don't want to talk about finances. No. And if in a in a in privacy of a mobile app they can get their own money, everyone's better because of that. In fact, the decisions you take that day are better because you feel less stress. And you didn't take a loan, so you're not blaming yourself also. Right. You're using your own money. Exactly. And I love this because I'm gonna just say to folks, go to payactive.com. So it's payactive, A-C-T-I-V.com. But more than look into this and certainly suggest it to your employer. If you're an employer, you're gonna wanna do something about this. But more importantly, take a look at some of the information that they provide. One of the things so important is why financial wellness. There's actually a chart of this. Uh, why financial wellness. And the the key points are so amazing. Like 70% of employees are likely to be attracted to another company that cares more about their financial well-being. And there you go, right to the source. Last question. Thank you for today. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? And thank you for getting on these interviews. No, thank you. And uh, the message is if they've earned it and they need it, let them access it. I love how short and sweet that was. Thank you so much for today. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, you heard it here. Please pass the word on. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.